That's when my mind rewound to a phone conversation that I had with him before I got to LA, where he had said, Oh, you know, it's really hard for me to go out in the city because everybody knows who I am. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now, here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Hello, Big Lash Bestie, and welcome to today's episode of Big Lash Energy. I am your host, Jaina Marie, and if it sounds like I have extra pep in my voice, there's a reason for it. I am so extra excited for today's episode, you have no idea. This is actually a story that, when it happened to me, was when I realized, I think I need to start a podcast, because I just kind of had this moment, this aha moment, where I was like, I don't think this kind of shit happens to other people. I need to be able to tell these stories. I need somewhere to tell these stories. So I also just had just a beautiful morning. I woke up in Venice Beach. I went for my little morning jog to Santa Monica and back. And part of the reason why I love it here is just it's such an eclectic group of people. So how do you know you're in Venice Beach? Well, on my way back, I ran past skateboarders, roller skaters, a leather skinned lady sleeping naked on a surfboard, a man blowing giant bubbles for tips and a blonde wearing a t-shirt that said salad is my best friend. So you definitely know that you're in Los Angeles, more specifically Venice Beach, when you just take a second to look around. (laughs) Okay, so today I, I got I gotta tell you, when I reached out on my Instagram and told my little handful of followers that I was going to start a podcast, I said, what would you want to hear from me? And there were three answers that I got back consistently. One was my journey with weight loss and self-confidence. One was healing from breakups. And the other one was crazy dating stories. Okay, so of course, everybody wants to hear crazy dating stories. And darling, let me tell you, I have some doozies. But the one that I want to tell you today is probably my favorite. And I actually, it's one of the stories that I actually really enjoy telling my clients sometimes when they're sitting, you know, in the makeup chair and we've got three hours to spend together. I'm like, hey, you want to hear a crazy story about when I was dating in Los Angeles? (laughs) Okay. So to set the tone. So when I was uh, first single and I realized, okay, I work predominantly around women, right? I don't know when I'm going to meet men unless they're, you know, uncles of the bride at some of the weddings that I do. <laughs> Actually, that being said, it was really funny. One time I was doing a wedding and it was for a South Asian bride. And I said, oh, she was getting her photos taken. And I said, oh, maybe she should matatik just so that she can get used to matatik is like bowing down. And it's what the bride has to do at the temple. I said, you know, maybe she should try doing a matatik just to make sure that she can do it at the temple without, you know, getting snagged on her outfit and everything. And the father of the bride's eyes almost bugged out of his head. And he said, oh, did she just say matatik? And the mother of the bride said, yeah, she knows a lot about, you know, Indian culture. And he goes, are you single? I have a brother who really likes white girls. And I looked at the bride and said, girl, I'm about to go from makeup artist to auntie. Okay, I'm going to see your ass at Diwali. (laughs) But yeah, so that's kind of the only people I would ever end up meeting usually in my everyday life because I work with women who are getting married. So I'm only ever meeting, you know, men about to get married or their brothers or whatever. But my life is 
really very female dominated. So I thought, okay, I guess I got to go online dating. And so I'm scrolling through Tinder and everyone that I saw, it used to show your connections, like who you had like, you know, fifth degree, seventh degree of separation from. And pretty much everyone had something in common with my ex-husband. This is just not the move, you know? And there was just a lot of guys that just didn't really do it for me. And I kind of thought, okay, how do I win at Tinder? Like, I don't want to just be hooking up. That's not like, it's not the move for me. I mean, if you want that, then go for it. Get all the dick if you want it. But I was like, oh no, I really want something more meaningful. And so I was like, how do I win at this? And what am I looking for? And I kind of told myself, you know what? I think my ideal person is going to be in Los Angeles because I love Los Angeles. Clearly I'm sitting here right now. And I just found that like the pool of people is a lot bigger And the men here have more interesting careers. So I have, you know, a lot of responsibility with my job, but I also have quite a bit of freedom where, you know, if I'm off, I'm off. I can, and I can schedule time off if I want. So I really wanted someone with an interesting career that had freedom like me. And also Los Angeles is a really quick flight. It's really quick to get to. And like even this trip was only $225 round trips for the flight. It's really not a big deal, you know? And it's close enough that if I needed to like, you know, creep up, unexpectedly and make sure you weren't cheating on my ass, I could do it in in one day and you would have, you wouldn't be expecting me. (laughs) That's my crazy getting out. That's my crazy getting out. So anyways, what I did was I went onto Tinder and I paid for a premium profile. I don't know if you can do it for free. I haven't been on Tinder in a long time, but the time I paid for a premium profile and what that meant is instead of swiping through locals in your area, which is like the motto on, on Tinder, You could place yourself in any city and be swiping through people in that city instead of in your city. So I paid for premium. And it's so funny how many people go, you paid? You paid for Tinder? Yeah, it was $20 to possibly find the love of my life. I have a job, so uh, I don't think it feels like too much money to invest. (laughs) So I, I, I hunkered down. I paid the 20 loonies. I paid the $20. And so now I'm swiping through people in Los Angeles. And it's so much more interesting. It's just so many more people. And trust me, I have so many crazy stories about this. Now, one of the benefits about swiping through people in another city is you can't just get together and suck face. Like you can't just get all wrapped up and making out. You have to communicate because you're not in the same city, you know, so you can't just meet for a hookup or anything like that. What I would do when I matched with somebody is I would be like, oh, we matched and you're in LA. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, I was just there. Maybe my Tinder still (laughs) hasn't adjusted. Or I would say, oh yeah, I'm going to be there shortly. So I just, you know, and people, okay, sure. So what would happen is my goal was I am going to match with a bunch of people talk with them, basically do my due diligence, like getting to know people, pre-screen them essentially. And then once I had it whittled down to a solid, you know, three to maybe six or whatever people that I really wanted to meet, then I would fly myself down to Los Angeles and go on a bunch of dates. So I, of course I did have guys offer to pay to fly me down, but I was a hundred percent not interested in that. I do not want to be here on somebody else's dime. And I don't want to feel like I owe anybody anything. I want to be here on my own time. I mean, if I came here and things went really well with someone and I flew home and then they wanted to fly me back, that's fine. But I'm not, that also never happened by the way, (laughs) but, um, but I definitely wasn't going to, you know, I had some guy send me his credit card and just said, book a flight anytime, as long as you're coming to see me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want your money. I don't want to be here on anybody else's time. So when I knew that I had, yeah, like I say, like three to six ish people that I wanted to meet, I was going to come down here. And I thought that as a man living in Los Angeles, if you were looking for a woman who was different, 
then that would be me because there is a lot of superficial women here, a lot of women who need a guy to be making a lot of money. And that's not me. It's not my focus. I'm not concerned with how much money you make because, you know, I'm successful on my own. I'm just concerned about connection. And what I really wanted was I wanted someone to really want to get to know me for someone to see how unique I was and to basically take the time to get to know me. Right. So I matched with a good handful of people. And one of them uh, was a gentleman by the name of Tony. And he and I did a lot of talking before I came to Los Angeles. I mean, we were on the phone 24-7. We just had a really good banter. He was really, really, really intelligent. He had lots of really crazy cool stories. His pictures on his profile were kind of all from a little bit far away. He was very clearly handsome, but it wasn't like, you know, he didn't have a whole bunch of corny selfies. He was just, he just looked like a confident guy who traveled a lot. So we spoke a lot. So I knew that he was someone that I for sure wanted to meet up with when I came to Los Angeles. My concept was meet all the people and then just see who, you know, see who ends up being the best connection. So when he knew that I was planning a trip to Los Angeles, he knew that I was coming to, you know, meet a bunch of people. And he said, listen, when you get here, I want to make sure that I'm your first date because if things go really well, I want to be able to spend the most amount of time with you that I can. So Definitely make sure that I'm the first person that, that you spend time with. And I thought, oh, well, there we go. That's that's what I'm looking for. You know, that kind of that kind of direction and the focus. I really like that. So sure, perfect. So Tony, date number one. Got it. So then as I'm swiping through, I see this other very attractive man. And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting profile. I like the way it was written. He's well spoken and but he had a blue check mark on his account. And so, you know, I knew from Instagram that that meant that they must, he must be, you know, somebody, whatever, relevant or something. So I Googled his name and it turned out that he is a very, very well-known professional football player. He's actually a Hall of Famer. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, but I don't know anything about football. So I called my girl Ricky because she knows a lot about football. And I said, hey, Ricky, uh, I just matched on Tinder with this guy by this name. I don't know if I should tell you guys. I don't know if I should tell you what his name is. I think I'm going to save that for part two of this story to keep you interested. But um, I said, do you know who this person is? And she goes, oh my gosh, Jaina, what? Everybody knows who that is. He's a Hall of Famer. He's this. And she starts telling me all this stuff. She's like, oh, he's got all this drama and he's like kind of a bad boy of football. And he's like, I was like, okay. I said, well, we matched on Tinder and we, we talked on the phone a couple of times. And it kind of seems like he wants to meet up with me. I said, but I Googled him and there's a lot of kind of bad stuff about him online. And she goes, Jaina, who cares? You need to go on this date because you have to do it for the story. And she and I have this motto, do it for the story. Hence the podcast, because I've done a lot of things for the story. Let's just put it that way. So she goes, Jaina, you got to do it for the story. Just go on a date with this guy. And I said, okay, here's what I'll do. When I get to Los Angeles, if he reaches out to me, I will go on a date with him, but I am not about to go trying to chase this guy down. I'm not going to be that person. So if he reaches out, if he remembers me, fine, I'll go on a date with him. She said, okay, fine, deal. All right. So then I had a couple other people that were also wanting to meet up. So, okay. So once I knew I had this little collection of people who I'd spoken to, oh my goodness. And when I talk about doing my due diligence, it's so funny because when you talk on the phone with someone enough you can already decide that there's someone that you don't want to meet up with. So I remember this one guy, we were talking on the phone. He was really attractive, really successful. He seemed to be really into me. But then one night we kind of started talking sexy on the phone and he was like, <laughs> he goes, 
Do you want this hot molten lava? Do you want all this hot molten lava, this hot lava all over your titties? And I was like, what? You heard me right. (laughs) I could not. I couldn't play along. I was so grossed out. All I thought of was, I'm so glad this conversation happened over the phone and I didn't have to experience that in person. So I can tell you, getting to know somebody over the phone with some distance in between you can be really beneficial because I definitely saved myself possibly a very awkward night. So that being said, you know, there were a few people that I spoke to that I was like, "Mm, definitely not going to meet up with that person. But I did have a handful of people I was going to meet. So I go to Los Angeles. I bring my puppy with me, Apollo. I book this beautiful little Airbnb just a couple steps off the ocean in Venice Beach. And of course, first person I'm going to go on a date with is Tony. So Tony said, hey, I'd love you to meet me at this restaurant in Santa Monica. I didn't look it up. I didn't know anything about it, but I said, sure. So I got there first and he pulled up in a very nice car. He's very well-dressed and we'd spoken so much. I felt like I already knew him. So I kind of ran to him and hugged him and he was like, oh, this is how Canadians do it. And I was like, hi, I just felt really excited to, to be around him. And we had just a beautiful dinner. It was such good conversation. He was so much more like well put together than I even knew. I mean, after dinner, we just ended up running around Santa Monica trying to find a scooter to work. And just, we randomly walked into this elevator that took us to this top floor of this building we didn't even know how we ended up there and we just we were just talking and laughing and having so much fun it was just so playful and sweet and he definitely didn't let me down it was I was actually very pleasantly surprised it was so much better than I expected it was pretty much actually exactly what I hoped for when I thought I was gonna come and date in Los Angeles so I just I really enjoyed myself so the next day I woke up in the morning and I got a text message from the football player and he goes, hey, Blondie. He goes, I was out of town yesterday. I know you got in town yesterday. He goes, I was out of town, but I'm back this afternoon. I would love to go on a date with you if you're interested. And I thought, well, here we go. Okay, all right, fine. All right, I'm doing it for the story. Okay, Ricky, this is for you, boo. He goes, I'm going to be playing baseball tonight, and I would like you to come watch me play. Already, sirens are going off in my head. What kind of a date is that? I'm going to sit and watch you play baseball? Like, what? But, of course, I got Ricky in the back of my head. Do it for the story. I said, oh, I'd love to watch you play baseball. So we start kind of bantering back and forth. And I'm teasing him. I was like, you better not play bad tonight. Don't embarrass me. And he goes, oh, you don't embarrass me. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. So the day was kind of interesting where I had, (laughs) oh, my goodness. I'm going to sound like such a player. But I wasn't. I was just meeting people, okay? So no judgments. This is a judgment-free zone. I had a breakfast date a lunch date. I had a cocktail on a rooftop date with another guy. And then I left the cocktail on the rooftop date to go and watch this football player play baseball. I keep almost saying his name. (sighs) So anyways, I get to the game. He's already out on the field and he waves to me and I wave back. And then I sat at the dugout right behind where his team was. And it's like a rec league, mixed players, men and women. And Anyways, the game goes on and this guy is playing horribly. Like I'm talking really bad. And they're, you know, like beer belly, you know, barbecue guys in the dugout just making so much fun of him. Like, wow, you can make it into the Hall of Fame, but you can't get past first base. Boo. You know, just really razzing him. And he's got quite an ego. And so he starts getting kind of upset. And you can tell he's visually upset. And at one point when he goes up to bat, he hits the ball in the air and this woman catches it and he's out. So now he's a woman has got him out. This is not good for his ego, right? So the game ends and he's not a happy camper. He's really not happy. And he goes, Hey, Jaina, how's it going? Nice to see you. And he's, (laughs) he's lost all enthusiasm for spending time with me. I said, Oh, Hey. And he goes, let's go back to my truck. So 
We go to his truck. It's absolutely filthy. There's barely room for me to sit on the seat. And I'm thinking like, what is going on? I said, oh, your truck's a little messy. He goes, it's a rental. And I'm thinking that it's even weirder that it's this messy then, but okay. So while we're driving, I realized that his shirt says his name all over it, like a bunch of times. It says his name repeatedly all across the front of his shirt. And I said, oh, your shirt has your name on it. I said, is that so you don't forget your name or so I don't forget your name? And he goes, oh, it was just on the top of my laundry pile. So we're trying to make conversation, but it's it's awkward. It's for sure awkward because he's grumpy. He's not in the mood. And I said, where are we going? And he goes, well, we're going to go back to my house so I can get changed because I'm all sweaty from you know playing baseball. And I was thinking, I don't think you're that sweaty. I don't think you really played that hard, but okay. I kept that to myself. So we go back to his place and it's a nicely decorated bachelor pad, a townhome. And he gives me a quick kind of tour around and I kind of chuckle because he's got a picture of himself on the wall from Dancing with the Stars. And so he's obviously very proud of that. And I kind of always imagine myself like Shania Twain when I'm on dates, you know, with that song. That don't impress me much. Because <laughs> honestly, all the things that usually impress other women just don't really do it that much for me. I'm always like, oh, good for you. But my concerns when I'm dating are, you know, do you have hopes and dreams? Are you funny? Do we have good chemistry? I'm really not preoccupied with, you know, all the flashy stuff at all. Um, but anyways, I'm happy for you, you know? So, you know, he was trying to, he was kind of flexing a little, showing me some of his stuff and whatever. And then he said, Hey, have a seat on the couch, get comfortable. I'm going to run upstairs and get changed. So I'm thinking perfect. And I'm sitting on the couch wondering what are we doing tonight? We never really talked about where we're going or what we're up to. So I just, I'm waiting and he comes downstairs wearing sweatpants, bro. What? I was looking at him thinking, okay, sweatpants. Is there some cool underground sweatpants bistro that only the locals know about or something? Like, is there some cool, you know, kind of, because, I mean, I didn't get the memo. I, I usually don't go on, you know, sweatpant dates. This is this is interesting. Where are we going, right? So he goes, he goes into the kitchen. He pours himself a glass of water, one for me, comes back to the couch, hands me my glass, and he proceeds to sit down. And he grabs his remote control and he flips on the television, starts scanning, scrolling through all the channels, slams the brakes when he gets to HGTV, home and garden television. Okay. He turns it on and he goes, oh, house hunters. This is my shit right here. And I'm just looking at the TV, looking at him in his sweatpants, my glass of water, his glass of water. Oh, wait, there's also a bottle of lavender scented massage oil on the coffee table. And I just got the no, just, just the no, no feeling. This is not okay with me. I don't know what you think is happening here, but you chose the wrong girl. First of all, if I wanted to stay home and watch HGTV house hunters, I would have stayed home and watched HGTV house hunters and I don't need big flashy dates at all. But I did fly all the way from Canada to Los Angeles. I definitely wasn't thinking this was, this was not what I pictured, you know. That's when my mind rewound to a phone conversation that I had with him before I got to LA, where he had said, oh, you know, it's really hard for me to go out in the city because everybody knows who I am. And the funny thing is, you know, once he and I had initially matched, I did all the Googling, right? So I knew like what all of his exes looked like. I knew how many kids he had. I knew how much child support he owed. I knew everything. But when we were talking, I was just pretending like I had no idea. Like I wasn't hip to it at all. So I think he was low key trying to flex. Like, did you know I'm a celebrity? But I just wasn't biting. So anyways, 
I'm sitting there going, oh, okay. He thinks he's, he's trying to let me think he's too famous. He's just too famous to go out on dates in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, Los Angeles is full of celebrities and kind of nobody really cares that much. And I didn't know who he was. I mean, celebrity is pretty relative. You'd have to be a sports fan to know who he was. Anyways, so here I am now stuck on a couch watching HGTV House, House Hunters because I happen to match with someone who's just way too fly for, <laughs> for being out in the city. What? So while, you know, the TV's on and I'm watching some random couple from Alabama decide if they want the two bedroom or the three bedroom. I just start to think, this is not the move. This is not what I came here for. And in fact, I had a much better time with Tony the night before. So I decided to get on my phone and message Tony. Of course, the football player's fully entertained with his show, so he's not too worried. So I get on the phone and I'm like, hey, Tony, what are you up to? And he said, oh, you know, I'm just hanging out at home. Are you are you done having dinner with your girlfriends? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm almost done dinner with my girlfriends. He said, well, maybe you want to hang out tonight. I'd love to see you. He said, if you want, you can come to my place and we can figure something out. I said, perfect. I said, just give me your address and I'll put it into my Uber app and I'll figure out, you know, how long it'll take me to get there. He sends me his address. I put it into the Uber app. <sighs> Buddy, the Uber app came back with some sort of message. It said something like, are you sure you need an Uber? The drive is less than a minute. And I was like, what? So I clicked on the address and I saw that Tony was the football player's next door neighbor. What? I, I'm not talking around the corner and down the street. I'm not talking five doors down. The next door over. The actual next door neighbor. I mean, this was so awkward, but also so convenient. <laughs> because now I didn't have to pay for an Uber, so that's great. Anyway, so I look over at the football player and I said, hey, you know what? I, I've been here for a while. I think I'm going to get going. And he goes, what? You, you just got here. Uh, I said, no, you know, Apollo's back in Venice. I should probably, I should probably get going. He goes, well, do you want me to drive you to Venice? No, 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 no. I'll take an Uber. He goes, well, I'll wait outside and order an Uber for you. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. So he was ordering a pizza because I guess that's how you have a nice date. You order pizza and watch HGTV. I mean, I'm fine with those nights if it's like, you know, you're a year into a relationship and you want to park on the couch and, you know, stuff your face full of melted cheese. Go for it. But not date number one, please. And thank you. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get going. So he gives me a hug. He goes, I'm really sorry. You know what? Oh man, you're cutting our time short, but okay, bye. He gives me a hug. And I step outside at Tony's door pretty much. And I texted him. I said, I'm on my way. He goes, let me know when you're five minutes away. <laughs> right. So I decided to cross the street to the gas station because I remembered that Tony said he really liked Skittles. So I did two slow laps around the gas station, picked up a couple bags of Skittles. And then I told him, okay, I'm here. So I walk back to his door. He comes downstairs, no shirt on. Okay, looking like a whole fucking snack. Like he just looked sexy as fuck. And then he's got his dog with him who's equally as handsome. And I'm a sucker for men and dogs. So he comes downstairs and he goes, hey, I was thinking maybe we could take cash for a walk. That would normally be a fabulous idea, except all I'm thinking is the freaking football player next door just ordered pizza. And the last thing I want is for him to come downstairs out the door to get his pizza. And there's me in my bright red sweater and Gucci hat walking some other hottie's dog across the street. So I said, uh, yeah, we, yeah, let's take cash for a walk, but let's go this way. <laughs> 
So Tony and I ended up having a very nice visit. We ended up making out a little in his kitchen. It was amazing. And I happened to look over at my phone and I got a text from the football player. He said, hey, did you make it home safe? (laughs) I text back, yeah, yeah, super safe. Uh, Don't worry about me. I'm good. And he goes, I had a really good time with you. I'm like, really? You had a really good time with me? I don't know about that. So what's crazy is this story doesn't end here. It actually gets way more wild. But I just, I could not believe that out of all the people in Los Angeles I could have matched with, all the people I crossed off the list, then the small, tiny list of people I still, you know, I decided that I did want to meet up with, that it would be two people who live directly next door to each other. I don't even know. I don't even want to know the odds because... It would, my mind would be blown. I'm sure if you imagine all the people at the chance, anyways, it absolutely blew my mind. And then I think it was like about a month later, I'm back in Canada, just chilling. And I get a text from the football player. He's like, Hey Blondie, I miss you. And he sends me a couple selfies. I was like, bro, you don't miss me. What? But I think some of these guys are just 100% not used to rejection. I'm sure nine times out of 10, he gets some use out of that lavender massage oil, but it just was not happening that day. I can't wait to tell you guys the rest of the story. Trust me, it gets even crazier. But until that happens, I got to ask you, what's your craziest date story? Have you had anything wild and crazy happen like this to you? Because it's a jungle out there in this dating world. I don't care if it was Vancouver, Los Angeles, the back alley of Granville Street. I want to hear about it. So hit me up on social media on either Big Lash Podcast Instagram, Jaina Marie Instagram, or you can email me at jainamariemakeup at gmail.com. I want to hear your stories because I would love to share them on a future podcast episode because goodness knows we all love hearing this kind of craziness. So until we speak again, please go out and be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much. Goodbye.